This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to to non-hunters that it's it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it, Brittany? My name. My, name. Is <laughs> my hair look okay? My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. Braxton, <laughs> you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Austin Booth is the director of the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission. And I wanted to have this very short podcast to let everyone know about our current fundraising campaign for the Arkansas Black Bear Collaring Project. We've raised over $41,000 for a goal of $70,000. We need you to get involved. If you donate today, your donation is matched dollar for dollar. We have another $10,000 worth of match. And there's so much to be won in this campaign. There are hog hunts, javelina hunts, coon hunts. Uh, You can win bows. You can win axes. You can also win huge expeditions to wintering denning black bears to hold cubs you can collar the bears that are part of this project there's so much on the line and also your money is going to support the science and data associated with black bears and their sustainable consumptive use in the state of arkansas enjoy it's a quick podcast gives you some information about the project and the fundraising campaign get involved we need your help hunters in arkansas and black bears in arkansas are going to be so much better off because of it. Uh, it's 10 and 8.
And uh, as I said to you, I threw some I threw some cereal on the floor and toasted some bread and threw it around and started scavenging and looking for food. So I've got about thirty minutes. I have uh, nine, six, and three. I always knew you were a bigger man than I was, Austin Booth. <laughs> I don't know about that. I can't handle. I couldn't handle the third, even though my wife says. When I said, man, it would have been cool to have another one. She's like, well, it's your choice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Four, but after three, I tapped out. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, you're in your Sunday best, and I'm in my Sunday best. It's not a Sunday. I have a, a day job event today that I have to look all spiffy for. But I guess you just look like that every day. Uh, no, well, I have a podcast with you this morning, a podcast with Clay Newcomb this afternoon, and fundraiser tonight. So, big day. Good, good. Hey, uh, uh, not not related to the expansion of bear season in South Arkansas. Have I told you what we're doing with the bear season dates for Northwest and, and Western Arkansas? Mm-mm. We're moving the bear season up 10 days in the season, which um, doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is because um, normally – from where the season structure is right now, that's around the acorn drop. And as soon as the acorns drop, the bears really have no reason to come around uh, bait barrels anymore. So it's an opportunity for us to try to provide opportunity for, for people to harvest more trophy bears. Uh, and what I'm trying to do with that is to pivot the bear hunting culture in Arkansas away from a novelty culture to, oh, this is exciting because we have bears in Arkansas now, now towards a more trophy culture um, that can do things like breed outfitters and uh, provide more opportunity for people coming in from out of state and transition from people where they've like maybe killed one bear or two bears, but now they want to kill a big bear. Um, So we're fired up about that. You're not too worried about the use of the language trophy. And the reason I ask that is that California and Arizona specifically say that bear hunting is not trophy hunting. I'm a little worried about it, but if you had any advice on how to differently characterize it, I'd certainly be open to it. I think mature bears, um, because I think at this stage, someone it's diff- and the reason this is the this is the the whole dilemma when it comes to trophies. Number one is that a trophy has a connotation tied to it that you're just shooting it because it's big and you're leaving everything. You're just skinning it and sure. leaving the bear right there and taking the skull in. A lot of people and I don't know is it mandated to take the meat in Arkansas from a black bear? So there we go. Right, you have to take the meat, whether you use it or not. You have to take the meat, and the reason. A lot of people like Arizona and California say that it's not a trophy hunt is because of the fact that there is a wanton waste law tied to black bears. I see. Okay. Um, but, you know, the maturity of the bear is what you're after, right? The, the chance of getting a very, very big bear, which is possible in Arkansas, versus the first bear that comes to bait, you're shooting it. Right, exactly. Which is what a, a sort of a main black bear type season is. That right. is, you see a bear, it's thick woods, you know, you're going to take the first bear you take. Um, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. No, I, I, I it, it's certainly, you know, thinking about how do you raise the economy of a resource to make it more valuable, which is what wildlife conservation needs all around the world. Right. Yep. That's right. 
Well, we wanted to have you on here very quickly. It's not going to be a very long podcast because we wanted to talk about we're in the midst of the Arkansas Black Bear Collaring Project. Um, to date, we have raised, um, and this podcast will drop next week. So, you know, we're essentially recording this four or five days before this podcast drops. Um, I want to say we're just over $41,000. I did get an email last night that someone's going to contribute $2,000 to the gap that is at the end. So we're already sort of plugging that, like if we don't hit the goal, are there people that we can rely on to uh, to come up and, and fill the gap? But $41,000, $10,000 left of match. Um, you can still form a team. You can still do the things that you need to do, but I'm bloody impressed, man. Well, we're very grateful, Robbie. So tell me, um, you know, one of the things that we're doing this for is obviously to bolster the science behind what you guys do. And one of the criticisms that we've received, the only criticism actually of this coloring project was, well, don't you have PR dollars, Austin? Oh, by the way, let's just introduce you quickly because we haven't even introduced you. Um, Austin Booth, you've been on the podcast before. Austin Booth, Arkansas Game and Fish Commissioner. Um, are you still the youngest? Oh, director, sorry, director, director. Man, I'm, you know, Judy Camuso is a commissioner and she's the executive director. Okay. Executive director, sorry, Austin Booth. Give me a head shake saying, no, you got it wrong, Kroger. Damn it. Yeah, uh, so I started as the director of the Arkansas Game of Fish uh, on July 1st. Um, and I, I have a pretty good uh, pretty good working relationship with the other directors throughout the country. And uh, I'm the youngest one in Arkansas history. And uh, to my knowledge, I'm still the youngest one in the country at 35. Nice. Nice. Um so the, 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 the criticism that we, we that I was alluding to was the fact that, you know, hey, you get a bunch of PR dollars, PR being Pittman Robertson dollars coming into the state of Arkansas. Why aren't you using PR dollars to do this work? Why do you need to solicit more money? Well, I would say there's two answers to that. The first is that uh, on the PR side, uh, we're in what we call an overmatch situation where uh, we have little little to no control over what our total allocation of PR dollars every year is going to be because, you know, that's largely uh, determined nationally. Um, and we have an abundance of more PR projects, more PR need than we get from our annual PR allocation. So yes, we do get PR dollars. Yes, we're very grateful for them, but the need for them, uh, the opportunity to spend those dollars greatly exceeds um, uh, what we actually get. The second reason for it is that uh, anytime I see an opportunity to to bring um, the public through private contributions into what we do, it's an opportunity, of course, not just for us to uh, to to raise to raise money and make those PR dollars go further elsewhere, but it's also an opportunity for us to highlight and and work alongside the public so that they can see some of the hands-on conservation work that we do. So, so that's a huge part of this too, just bringing the public alongside with us, just like they have uh, since the 1950s and 60s when we reintroduced the Black Bear to Arkansas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let me ask this because a lot of people, and, and since this podcast dropped next week, we actually did a live with one of your commissioners, uh, Andrew Deramus. And I said, hey, Anne Marie, let's go live. Let's, you know, let's talk about this project. She was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was super excited. And then she's like, hold on. I need to check with the boss first. <laughs> um, 
One of the things that we we talked about there is, and there was a couple of comments that came in because obviously we're talking about this. And um, when does the commission or the Arkansas Game and Fish sort of ratify this new zones three and four and the bear season that that's coming up next week? Oh, amazing! We're we're in the midst of um, our reg cycle right now. We do that every other year, uh, by more stability to hunters as the regs change uh, throughout throughout the years. But um, yeah, we're in the midst of that reg cycle uh, right now. We had the first reading of the regs back in in March. We we've gotten an abundance of public input on those regs, and um, people are very happy about the expansion of bear hunting in South Arkansas and. Um, pending something unforeseen, uh, the commissioners will approve that next week. Outstanding, outstanding. We need to um, need a podcast with Myron about the new bear season and, and get it, you know, get it out there and, and the reasons for it and the data and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, one of the, the things that we're doing on this project is we're um, we're we're collecting science, we're collecting data on. On this population, why are we doing that, Austin? Like, shouldn't it just hey, just go out and hunt? That's it's you know, should be just as simple as that, right? Not so much. Um, so, I'll draw a a very brief distinction between what we hope to do in South Arkansas and 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 what we've done in the past. Um, we have a wonderful bear population in the Ozarks in northwest Arkansas and in the Washita Mountains in western Arkansas. And we, we've had collaring efforts there for years, um, but we use VHF radio collars. Uh, and those are more cost-effective collars uh, in the acquisition um, phase of it, so they're cheaper to buy. Mm-hmm. But for us to locate these bears, we have to fly uh, over the areas with an airplane, with a VHF receiver, uh, to find out where they are. Uh, and then we go, find, we go find the south that we collared. Uh, we tranquilize them, uh, and we take all kinds of measurements. We look at the, the um, uh, their reproductive rates, and we basically use that data to make sure that the bear uh, that the bear hunting population in those two regions uh, is progressing like we need to. Uh, to make sure they're healthy, that they're reproducing, and then that informs um, our quotas for the bear season and other management decisions. How that's different from what we want to do in South Arkansas and why this project is so important is because we would like to uh, establish a a collaring effort in South Arkansas with GPS collars. GPS collars are more expensive. However, they remove the necessity to fly over them on the plane. Um, and we can simply pull up um, on a desktop platform where these bears are, and that provides us just an abundance of information uh, about the resource, how they're moving, their forage habits, um, and their interactions with people. Uh, so, so that's what we're trying to bring to South Arkansas, uh, and hitting the goal in this effort of $70,000 will help us get those GPS callers that we need. Yeah, absolutely. Now, those that are listening to this that may have not donated yet or may not have interacted with the project yet, there's certainly a, a bunch of different things that people have brought forward. Uh, you can go coon hunting with um, one of the Arkansas legends, 
uh, Brent Reeves. You can go, you can go hog hunting in East Texas. A thermal hog hunt just got put on the table for people who donate more than a hundred dollars to a certain team. Um, that you can, you can win a bow. You can win a javelina hunt. You can win a specific forged axe, and that's just in the teams. It's amazing. These guys just step up and they're like, how do we raise more money? Yes, sir. That's awesome. But the number one, um, the number one prize is something I've never done. I know that you have because you sent me pictures from the field. Um, is an expedition to wintering denning females. So can you talk about that? Like what, what does that look like? Because you, you can't buy that experience, right? Sure. So... We have about 50 to 60 uh, sows that are banded, uh, or sorry, not banded, collared. <laughs> it's too early in the morning. Yeah. Um, and we have them staggered when we think that they will, will have cubs. Um, and the, uh, the trip that I went on this winter, uh, we, we, we stomped out in the woods with our veterinary staff. We identified what we thought was a bear den, and our veterinarians crawled inside the bear den. Uh, so this is a live, live mama bear. Uh, the picture that I sent you, the veterinarian was up to her, up to her hips uh, in the bear den, and they've got to do the hard work of getting into the bear den and um, and tranquilizing mama bear. And so that's just an incredible thing to observe there's a live bear in there right now and i mean they are unbelievable and yeoman's work it's obviously dangerous um but then once we get the bear anesthetized they'll put oxygen um on the mama bear so she's completely stable and then they take hair samples they take some some uh some blood samples they look at her, her teeth and while all that very delicate work's going on under anesthesia uh, they'll take the bear cubs out and, uh, and they weigh, they weigh the baby bears, uh, take some other samples on them, but, but people will have the, the, um, tremendous opportunity, not just to see all that happen, but to hold the baby bears, wrap them up in a blanket, put them underneath their face, love on them a little bit. Mm -hmm. It is a, it, it is a once in a lifetime opportunity. My six-year-old daughter, when, when we were out there this year, uh, she got scratched in the face by this little bear cub and just like a puppy uh its claws are pretty sharp its teeth are pretty sharp uh and uh you know the bear kind of caught her on her face a little bit uh barely even broke the skin but we told her now you can tell people for the rest of your life that you were clawed in the face by a bear amazing absolutely amazing do they um pull the female out the den or they just leave her where she is uh, depending on the orientation of the bear and the den, they most of the time leave her where she is. Mm -hmm. The excursion that we were on, they had to move her a little bit because they, you know, when you anesthetize the bear, you, you don't want them to be muzzled down. You, right, you want, right. You want them to be able to breathe. So unless there's some kind of airway obstruction or, or anything like that, they will leave mama bear where she's at. Yeah, that makes complete sense. That makes complete sense, man. I'm um I'm excited for the people who win it. And there's obviously a team that's in the front right now. That's way in the front. Uh, Good. But, 
nobody uh, should feel detracted. As I said, there's $10,000 of match still remaining. So if someone decides to be very generous from their heart and donate $10,000, they can be in the running right away with $20,000 because it'll be matched. Dollar for dollar. Um, I told you this is going to be short, sharp, and to the point. Anything else you want to um, say to someone, encouraging them about the project? Yeah, just some people to understand that that while our whole black bear effort has focused around the black bear from the very beginning, uh, we've also from the very beginning made this about people too. And it was a tremendous resource to the state until the bear's extirpation uh, back in the early 1900s. And it was a huge piece of Arkansas culture. Uh, and we're seeing that rebound, and this effort is is integral to that. And so this is just a showcase for how uh, where a resource is treasured from hunters, it thrives. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're trying to highlight that as much as possible. And this is just about this is as just as much about people for us as it is for bears. Amazing, amazing. Well, we hope we hit the goal. And if we don't, it's all good. We've got uh, we've got plenty of money coming to your coming uh, coming your way already. So, yes, sir. Um, thank you, my man. Thank you, Robbie. You have a good one. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening. As always, leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.